Hey, everybody. It's Sam Jacobs. Welcome back to the Sales Hacker Podcast. Welcome to Friday Fundamentals. Happy Friday. We hope that wherever you are, the sun is shining. Uh, the places where we are, the sun is not shining, but that's okay. We've got this week's guest back on the show, Pete Crosby. Pete is a 20-year veteran of the startup world in the UK ecosystem, but he's really run teams all over the world. He's currently Chief Revenue Officer of Ometria. They are a fast-growing marketing technology company and platform. And today we're going to be talking about the number one question that you need to ask in an interview and probably a little bit about just how to run an interview with a candidate. So we're excited about that. Before we get there, we want to thank our sponsor. Friday Fundamentals is brought to you by Outreach. Outreach triples the productivity of sales teams and empowers them to drive predictable and measurable revenue growth. By prioritizing the right activities and scaling customer engagement with intelligent automation, Outreach makes customer-facing teams more effective and improves visibility into what really drives results. Now, Pete, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me, Sam. We're excited. So we're talking today about interviews. What's your number one question that you want to ask in an interview? And sort of what's your advice on how to best run an interview? Okay, I'm going to tell you the first of the two questions, I believe, are really critical. <laughs> I did ask two. I, I snuck in two, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to tell you the first of those, and I'm going to tell you the why, um, at least why I believe that's so important. So the question that I find most useful in a sales interview is, talk to me about a piece of feedback that when you received it, it just hit you here. And now we're not on video, but I'm kind of tapping my heart at this point. The piece of feedback that when you received it, it just hit you here. So I'm going to rewind and then I'm going to tell you why. So I believe that more important than somebody, even than somebody's sales ability is their values and the values match with the company. And the reason that is so critical is because a good values match equals not attrition. In other words, if you have someone who overlaps with the values of the company and their values and your values are similarly aligned, then they're going to be a happy individual and you're going to want to keep hold of that person. And that's going to be 80% of the battle. So how do you find out if someone is the right values match? So the question that I asked, talk to me about a piece of feedback that you have received that when you received it, you kind of just hit you here. The reason for that is you're trying to find out, A, can they handle feedback? If you're going to have a growing sales culture, you need to have people that are happy to listen to feedback. Think about how great sports teams work today. They will video everything and then they'll show all the mistakes people made, all the things they did well. They'll show the mistakes of other teams. They'll talk about how to deal with those mistakes until such point that the players are so used to talking about mistakes. There's no longer a humiliation or a shame in talking about failure, simply the opportunity to get better and improve. I believe that when you think about the 10 characteristics of, that a salesperson needs to be successful, one of those is the ability to constantly grow and learn from feedback. So the first thing you're trying to find out is, can they tell us about an example of feedback? And a great person will be able to tell you, oh, you know, last week I did this thing and this thing happened and I was told this. Weak people struggle to talk about feedback. They struggle to own failure. They struggle to own problems. They can't talk about things they did wrong. When they were given feedback, they got upset about it and took it personally. You want people who are really good at handling feedback, so they shouldn't have to search too long for an answer. And then when they give you the answer, they need to be telling you not about something which is actually kind of good, like, oh, you know, I'm a workaholic and my manager told me off because I worked too many hours. This is not 
feedback. You want to have something where they really made a mistake. They got it wrong. Maybe they lost a sale because of the way they handled something. Maybe they lost their temper or behaved badly in a situation. Maybe they managed someone and that person left and they could have done it and managed the situation in a better way. Get them to tell you about that. What you're looking for then is someone who owns it. They talk in the first person. People who know how to play the game will start to tell you a story, but what they often do is they fail to notice that they're now talking about we. So you say, tell me about a mistake you made, and they say, well, you know, we uh, didn't do so well because we lost this deal. You know, my manager and I went to the meeting. We didn't do it. I instantly won't hire that person. I don't want to hear about we. I want to hear about you and what you got wrong. I'm sure your manager got, got many things wrong. I want to know about you specifically. And then I do want to uh, hear you analyze live and out loud what you think you've learned and how you've improved. If they can do those three things, acknowledge um, feedback, acknowledge they really made a mistake, and then articulate how they've improved as a result of that, I know I'm dealing with an authentic individual who's going to be coachable. What I then do, I said there's a second question that's entirely related, is I will then say, tell me about something you did yesterday, where when you look back on it, you think, ah, I could have done that better. Now, I know that if I go right now to the 30 people on my team and ask all of those people that question, I know that every single one of them will, the only thing they'll have to think about is which of the many answers should I give? Because they're always thinking about what happened yesterday, how have I analyzed that, what could I have done better? And they don't give you those useless answers about, ah, oh, yeah, I went to the gym and I should have done 50 things, but I only did 49 things and I wish I'd done 50 things. They give you proper answers about real life. Bad candidates, they say, oh, well, phew, yesterday was Sunday. I didn't really do much. I was watching Netflix. And they can't think of something. <laughs> I, want, I want people who have had a day where they could have been better, have thought about it, and they are able to articulate it, and it's meaningful. It's not one of those wonderful things disguised as something that is bad. If you get those things, you know you're on the pathway to a values fit. A values fit means you don't have attrition. And when you have lower attrition and great people who are coachable, you're more likely to be successful. What a great, that's uh, one of their best fun Friday fundamentals ever, Pete. So thank you so much. So again, repeating back to you, the, the question is, tell me about a piece of feedback that hit you right here. And when we say here, we're touching our heart, meaning that hit you very strongly. And you're looking for somebody that first of all, acknowledges their, that, that they are able to receive feedback that takes responsibility for whatever the feedback or the situation was and doesn't try to diffuse responsibility. And that talks about what, how they are actioning change in response to that feedback. Is that accurate? Bang on. Could have done it in 20 seconds, couldn't I? <laughs> but it wouldn't have been, we wouldn't have got to hear your beautiful Welsh accent as well. So, um, <laughs> I'm going to play this now to my wife so that they can all hear that I don't have a London accent, I have a Welsh accent. I'm actually here in the North Wales hills. It's pouring of rain. It's horrible as it always is in Wales. Well, and isn't it? It's a it's a very long commute to London. If I if I remember correctly from when we chatted when I was in London last time, isn't it like two hours or something like that? Uh, I leave home on a Monday morning at five a five thirty, and I'm in the office for quarter past nine. Here's my other top tip. Negotiate an accommodation allowance with your employer. I live in a hotel for four nights during the week. Wow. Wow. Some, you are a warrior. Uh, Pete, thanks so much for, for being on the show. Remind us of, let's just do your, your email address because you mentioned that on the Tuesday episode. If people want to reach out to you, what's the right email to email? Pete.d for David.crosby at gmail.com. 
or send me a LinkedIn message and we'll set up a call or a breakfast. Sounds good. And uh, folks, if you're out there listening to me and you want to reach out, you can linkedin.com forward slash the word in and then forward slash Sam F. Jacobs. Thanks again to Outreach, our wonderful sponsor who tripled the productivity of sales teams and the best sales engagement platform out there. Pete, thanks for being on the show. And thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you all next time.